as entrepreneurs, we want to expand our business. We want to have tremendous success, but we, we get caught up in the cycles of business. And what I have is a remarkable individual who's going to be our guest who has really figured out how to build great businesses while not being subject to the normal business cycles. And uh, Ken has uh, really from both uh, acquiring, developing over $2 billion of real estate. He's focused on green technology with really an emphasis on the green energy side. And he's combined these in a way that I think you're going to be amazed, not only on the, the lessons on real estate and the green side, but more importantly, how you can live your life as an entrepreneur to really make a major impact. I'm John Bowen. We're at AESNation.com. Stay tuned. It's going to be remarkable. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Yeah, I am just so excited to have you join me today at AESNation.com. You know how busy you are and with all the things you've got going on. But uh, first of all, thank you for being here. You're welcome and thank you for the invite. I'm happy to share and, uh, and help in any way that I can. Uh, we're in a, I call it a mastermind group, strategic coach Dan Sullivan uh, together. And we had the opportunity to sit together uh, a couple months ago and and I was just kind of blown away on what you were doing, what you were accomplishing. And then you shared with me, uh, we'll make available later, the uh, essays you had written on life lessons and thoughts on uh, different areas. And, and I said, geez, I've got to get you on my podcast. And I, I might be a little embarrassed how much I begged you to do this, but <laughs> you were so kind to do that. And, and before we go into kind of what you've been doing and life lessons you're going to share with everyone, give us a little backstory. How, how did you get started on all this? Well, uh, it, the question is on, on this being which part? Well, life in general. I mean, you're extremely successful real estate, you know, a developer, investor. You're also, you know, doing, you've done these complementary businesses that we're going to get into from the, the business cycle. But uh, you know, my guess is uh, you didn't wake up, you know, at five or six and say, I'm going to be a real estate investor. You know, how did this all come together? Well, you know, I, I started off in 1980 and I'm going to date myself in, in technology and mini computers and software um, at the early age of 20 years old. I was I was uh, I came across an amazing opportunity and we designed a vertical market system for dentists on what are called alpha micro mini computers before the IBM PC, about two years before the IBM PC came out. And, you know, it was a fabulous run. It went, I stayed, I stayed with this firm uh, till 1987. But I really started when I was 13 years old, I read a book called, and you asked me this earlier, what's my favorite book of all times? And it's The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. And at 13 years old, I, um, at 13 years old, I, um, I read this book and it, and it, it just imprinted anything that I wanted. I knew that I could program and I did it. I was able to program a few things. And, um, so by 1987 at 27 years old, I was born in 1960. Um, I had made a very large goal at the time 
and I knew I couldn't achieve it in the current partnership with the current company. And so I watched a, a, a few people that I know in real estate development, saw the wealth, saw the lifestyle, saw the opportunity, and I decided to shift gears and move into real estate development from uh, computers and software. And so that really moved me forward into the, um, and it was goal driven. It was, it was very much Dan Sullivan. Uh, I didn't have his principles at the time, but it was uh, designing a very, very large future and then breaking it down and analyzing it. And I couldn't do it with the current opportunity. I needed a new, um, a new platform. And that was real estate development at the time. Let me um, interrupt just for a second, because I want to get, you know, it's one thing to, you're having success in one industry. I was playing with Texas Instrument, mini computers, writing financial software back in those days before the PC too. And, and so it was a really interesting time, but I mean, making that shift from there to real estate, you know, it's one thing to have the goal, you know, of uh, accomplishing, you know, some, uh, you know, you see how the much more opportunity, but how hard was it for you to make that transition? Well, you know, I, I joined a firm, I learned the finance side, then I joined a partnership to learn the property management side, the construction side, the development side, and it was about a, you know, 15-year transition to becoming a full-fledged um, developer, contractor, um, you know, doing all of our own work for our own account. We weren't a contractor for other people, but the ability to control every aspect of that, of that cycle of a project took about 15 years. And, uh, you know, we learned how to play cycles. We saw some, we were, you know, at perfect timing in the 1990 meltdown, the RTC Resolution Trust. Um, the, you know, at that time, that was one of the largest transfer of wealth in America history, in America's history, um, from the SNL savings and loans crisis as the RTC government-formed entities started repatriating assets back to private industry. And we were able to take advantage of that, bought about a billion dollars of those assets. And, you know, those were very much acquisition. I mean, like, quite frankly, you 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 could have been, you know, um, the least bright guy on the block and you would have made a lot of money. So uh, in those days. Fine. And then, you know, we transitioned into having to add more value by actually doing construction development, zoning, construction, mm-hmm. and, you know, that brought a whole different level of skills in and so forth. Well, it, it is. I mean, I, th- I was thinking uh, I did, I built an office building in uh, 1986 with a couple of guys. We borrowed, each of us put up a hundred bucks and borrowed <laughs> $6 million. Uh, Boy. And, uh, and the bank went under as we were doing all this, so we couldn't do the takeout commitment they couldn't honor, obviously. And so I learned a lot about the RTC. It, it, it almost, uh, I mean, I would call it one of the more challenging things, and it ended up making money because we were able to buy, you know, the loan back and, and be pro- very profitable on the transaction. But it was some of the messiest things in my life. And, you know, and, and quite honestly, I didn't know enough about real estate. I shouldn't have been involved in it. And one of the things I've learned and I'm hearing from you is surround yourself by really talented people. It sounds like over that 15-year period, you, were, you, you had the privilege of working with some really talented other entrepreneurs that, you know, you were, you were a student as well as working with them, and you've taken those lessons. You know, it's like in our, in our, um, in our technology company, I'm sure you're going to ask people to transition to this at some point. I mean, we're really a material science-based, um, you know, 
technology company, and I have I had no idea when I signed up and you know wrote my check and put my dollars in and shook hands with the inventor and you know built the teams here. I didn't even understand what material science was. I mean, I had a sense of it, but I didn't understand what it really was. And you know, it's just a quick. You bring the best people in in the categories that you're in, and um, and you know, surround yourself with these amazing talents, people that have been doing it for 10, 20, 30 years. And you know, it's amazing what what comes together. You know, as some as someone said to me not too long ago, you know, one you know one plus one. You know, or one and one adds up to eleven, and uh, not two, um, and that synergy is very powerful, and that's what what occurs. Well, and I think you really a great example. Why don't we segment into that? I mean, you, you know, one of the the key elements I think Ken that uh, so impressed me with the, just the, our first meeting, that you know normally if you've had success in real estate, most of the people I know who have had success in real estate, you know, just stay doing real estate and they keep on doing it and you shared with me some of the limitations and you were looking for other opportunities that would complement and you got into green technology and I, you know, uh, I've had some friends, I'm in Silicon Valley, get into green technology and clearly some of them have had some major success, but others haven't. And you were sharing with me how they kind of meld together and it was a natural progression. I think I was a little shocked that it was as natural as you said, but maybe, you know, share some of that story too of how that transition happened and why you did it. Well, I think, you know, I think um, you talked about Dan Sullivan and, you know, um, a, a lot of his principles come into play and Peter Diamandis and, uh, you know, XPRIZE, Singularity University, his whole organization, the difference, really understanding the difference between linear and exponential um, comes into play. And then, you know, part of what I'll talk about here is, is understanding cycles. And I didn't understand cycles, and you know I had some difficulty in the 08 meltdown. And one of the questions I know you you asked me earlier was, uh, you know, what are some of your biggest lessons? So, um, going back to answer this question, in 2006, I came back from our village. I'm involved for 12 years with a gentleman, uh, a family, John and Kendra Enright in Africa. And when I came back. When I was in Africa, we set these very, very large goals for John, Kendra, their children, for the village in Kafakumba in Zambia, and uh, for Central Africa. And when I came back, I realized I wasn't up to enough, and I want to impact more than a billion people in what I'm up to. And building apartment buildings doesn't impact and doesn't change the world, doesn't make a difference. So I made a goal to uh, make billions of dollars to empower global community. It was that it was that uh, specific or that uh, general, and then I detailed out what that means. So October thirteenth, two thousand and six, I made that large goal, and what I did is I reverse engineered it, like I did going from uh, technology to real estate, and I realized I couldn't do it in real estate, so I had to get back into technology again. I needed the leverage, not the money leverage, not the financial leverage, like borrowing money. I need the leverage of what technology would do in order to um, in order to make those those impacts. And so, as Dan would say, and as Dan does say, and as is, uh, as a very uh, good student of his, you know, money allows people to make impacts in their family, community, in the world. So money is a good thing, 
And I knew that I needed to have a B in my program, being the billion, in order to make be the change agent. So long story short is I reverse engineered that using Dan Sullivan's principles. And if you do distribute those 11 essays, the last essay in there, essay number 11, is actually a summary of how I put that goal together, that very large goal, and reverse engineered it. So, um, so with that in light, I then learned something called linear and the difference between a linear company and an exponential company. I learned why Google became what it became and why other large companies um, that are in linear industries became what they became. And so the principle is very simple. Dan Sullivan has a quote and he says, you get paid a lot more when you offer a transformation than you do when you offer a transaction. And how you know that you're offering a transformation is when you're a hero to somebody. So when you're a hero, it's a transformation. When it's a transaction, there's no hero status. And so when I was looking at being in real estate, there's, it's always linear and there's never a hero factor. I mean, I can build a fantastic community and put lots of bells and whistles in it, but really it's not transformational, it's transactional. It's a good transactional, okay? And it may be a higher level of linear. And so in the transformational world, you're providing the world with solutions. In the transaction world, you're providing the world with parts. So if you look at an iPhone, there's probably 20 suppliers that share $8 of margin. But by the time Apple takes that same phone and sells it to the phone company, and the phone company provides it to me, they never see it and they get part of my contract, they're making something over $2,000, but 20 other suppliers made $8. So for assembly, for the glass, for the drive. And so the point is that a parts provider makes a parts margin and a solutions provider makes a solutions margin being exponential. So that was a really big piece of selecting why I needed to get into technology. I wanted that leverage and I wanted it to be in an exponential world, not a linear world as real estate. Well, and it's, you know, when you said that to me when we were sitting next to each other, Ken, uh, the first time we met, it was like, you know, so blindingly obvious. And you can certainly build, you know, great wealth in real estate and it's a, it's a, uh, you can leverage it fairly well, traditional financial leverage, but you know it, it, it is linear. And in today's world, with the the access that all of us as fellow entrepreneurs have to technology, the the value creation we can do you know, with seven billion people on the world by using technology. I mean, you know, all the I don't know hardly any of the part manufacturers in you know an Apple device. And on the other hand, you know, I do have my you know, I just reach over and grab my smartphone. I got my smartphone here and, and uh, you know, and I, I use some Apple products. I use some PCs, but, you know, so many of those, I mean, they're heroes to me because they've made a difference that, you know, you and I can, you know, have this conversation for next to nothing over Skype, you know, leverage it and, you know, have it go out to several thousand of our entrepreneurial members at AESNation.com. It's just, it's an amazing thing. And that's, you know, being hero to whatever group, you can really grow exponentially, and you've done that. Well, I mean, take a look at, I mean, one more example is I'm, I'm going to the airport. I decide to phone up a company, a cab company. I'll leave them unnamed for now, and the lady answers and says it'll be 
uh, the cab will be there in 15 to 45 minutes. And I said to her, well, my, cab, my, my flight's an hour and a half, and I'm 15 minutes from the airport, so do you have a cab identified for me? And she said, no. We, and I said, well, do you tell everybody that? And she says, yes. I said, could it be an hour? And she said, absolutely. So um, now I was starting to annoy her with all the questions. And she said, look, would you like this or, would, you know, or not? And I had, I had just had my assistant set up my Uber app for me. And I said, okay, well, thank you. And, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll find another option. So I pressed my Uber app and it showed me within seconds that there was three uh, cars available um, within two blocks. And I pressed it, confirmed it for $4 more, uh, roughly. Uh, it was at my residence within three minutes. Yeah, no, And so that company and that driver was a hero to me that day because I didn't have the angst. I didn't have any stress. I hopped in. I made my flight. I didn't have to pay $32 a night at the airport. And I could leave my car at home. And I could make calls. And there was no money that exchanged hands. And so there is an example of a solution. So if you were going to invest in a company today, knowing what you know now, would you invest in yellow cabs or would you invest in Uber? And there's a slightly different market cap. <laughs> a slightly uh, different market cap. And yeah. so why is, why is Uber the market cap that it has is because it provides a solution. And, and why are the other companies you know, fighting it? Because they provide a parts style model, a transaction. And Uber provides a transformation. And it's a smaller one, but it makes my world better. It makes other worlds better. And that's the difference between solutions and parts or transformations and transactions. Well, and, and really becoming a hero, too, because I want to point out, Ken, I, I know I, you know, when I left the meeting with you, I, you know, I want to stay for the absolute last minute, but I had to catch an earlier flight. So I hit Uber. And the second yeah. it rang, I walked out of the room. And yes. I've been traveling the last two weeks and, you know, have used Uber at every single time. And and then you and I are both talking about too. They wanted to be a hero to the business traveler in the, you know, the the black car series. They're doing it more for, you know, everyone and Uber X. And, you know, to the extent that we can do that. Now, you've done it, you know, you're you're making it you you can't be a hero really in real estate. Um, it's hard to. I mean, there might be a small group, but you can't do it exponentially. Right. It's it's led you to this green technology. What are some of the lessons you're learning there in how you can be a hero and the 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 ability to have exponential growth? Well, you know, when Dan when Dan two years ago, so you know, one of our technologies is a technology that um, that allows an, a diesel engine to run a hundred percent horsepower and torque, the same as a diesel engine. In fact. Two weeks ago, we hit for the first time in in industry history uh, diesel cycle combustion with 100% natural gas. So we can run an 80 cent gallon of natural gas um, with less BTU flow. So call it a 60 cent gallon um, versus a 350 to four dollar gallon of diesel. Much cleaner. It's a clean engine, not a green engine. We'll talk about that in a minute. And so how we put this together is I had a billionaire trucker in our company who has 20,000 trucks. And he said, well, how much is the kit two years ago? The same week that Dan gave me this quote. And I said, uh, well, you know, it's roughly, we'll roughly charge forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for it. And he said, well, how much will it cost you? And I said, we're trying to get it down to twelve. And he said to me, I don't mind you getting chubby. I just don't want you getting fat. So 
And Dan Sullivan, the same week, gave me this quote, and it was quite jarring for me. It wasn't like ego. It wasn't I was, wasn't upset. There was something there, and I couldn't. And so that week, I realized I did the math, and what I realized is um, that, um, and I did some more uh, metrics by putting the kit in for free. So we've got the kit for a truck down to $15,000. And um, we've got the truck down to the kit to put on a truck for Mm $15,000. And so long story short is we put it on for free. 90% of all truckers are independently owned. 70% return home. We triple the trucker's income. So the average trucker makes $35,000 a year and $12 an hour. Okay. So think of these metrics for a second. This man, 91% own homes and 78% are married. They have children, they own a home, and they live on $35,000 a year. Okay? They own their truck and support their truck on $35,000 and their family. So their income, by cutting their fuel costs, goes to $90,000 instantly per year. And we're a hero to that, that truck driver. And he wrote no money up front. So what happened, bringing together the, those two different people, Dan Sullivan and this billionaire trucker who said I can only get chubby and not, and not fat, it, it actually had us. I mean, I literally thank him. I have downstairs in the boardroom right now his attorney because they're now wanting to get our kits. And he's downstairs right now getting an update, the same billionaire trucker's um, a representative to get an update. But the point is that we went from charging for the kits to putting it in for free and splitting the fuel savings. So our model is that we only rent the system, we never sell anything, and we split the value creation. Um, and so that trucker doesn't care that my payback of my kid is 50 days. And he doesn't care that we make $227,000 over five years on our contract on a $15,000 worth of equipment. Uh, that's, what he cares about is that for the next five years, he's going to make more than $90,000 a year. And I'm a hero. Our company's a hero to him and his family. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is one of the things I love, Ken, when I was talking with you, that you know, the ability to be a hero. And, and I, 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 I just encourage every entrepreneur to think of finding the right group that you want to be a hero to. Right. And then being creative. I mean, you were, you know, this is, you know, sometimes we oh we gotta you know price it so we can get you know get a return right away and taking that longer vision. Um, I'm doing some projects like that too. I mean, the lifetime value of the client is mm-hmm. so high, and you're a hero to them. I mean, this is where you have and and there's there's a lot. Ken, I don't know if you know this. There's a lot of truckers in the world. I mean, <laughs> you know, there is. <laughs> yeah, this and is ninety and ninety percent of them make $35,000 a year and we completely change their world. Yeah, no, this is, um, this is where, I mean, I, I'm going to go back to Uber just for a second. You and I have ridden a lot of Uber cars. You know, uh, those drivers love it. They're more than happy to pay their percentage to Uber. Right. And it's really just simply an app using technology today. It's just, it's an amazing thing they've accomplished. The lifetime value of each of those relationships is huge. You're just doing that same thing. It's amazing. So then we take that same trucker in 18 months and we have the trucker 
simply burn the hydrogen out of the natural gas. So now the trucker turns completely green. So he's got a green truck, he's cleaning the air, and we take the carbon and we turn the carbon into higher value durable goods. So stage two is we add even more value. When he's running a much cleaner truck, he's gonna get more business. And when we move him to purely green, where he's literally, the truck is cleaning the air as it's driving around regionally on the highways um, and purely burning hydrogen out of that same fuel and the carbon is being turned into durable goods, which we've now perfected that technology, uh, we've got this second value add for him and his family. His income goes up again and his business will further uh, increase. So yes, we'll do business with the, you know, the billionaire trucking firms. However, I'm not going to be in a room or be in business with someone who says I can only get chubby. I'm not allowed to get fat. Yeah, this is, I mean, you know, finding the right group who wants you to be a hero, you can be a hero too, and then you can monetize it. You know, Ken, one of the things that I want to ask, and this is something you and I have talked about in the past too, is that you know you you had this vision, you know, this vision that you wanted. To, you're in real estate. You're having a lot of success. You want to, you know, make a bigger impact. You want that future to be much larger. You want to be a hero to a much larger group. You had to change. You made that transition as you shared. You didn't have. I mean, you you said clearly you didn't have the knowledge in this space. But you put, you know, you know, financially, time, energy, and money, you put that flag into the ground that we're going to do this. How do, how do you go from, you know, having this commitment to really making this happen? So, so number one is it's confidence, okay? You've got you've to have the confidence and know that you can attract the people, you can attract the resources, you can, you know, put the time and energy in. In one of my essays... Um, I talk about, um, and there's a, little, there's a little chart in there, and it talks about complexity. Most brains get really um, um, confused by how to execute something. And if you look at a real estate development and you look at construction, you break down a building into its components. You break it right down to the very first thing that you do. After you get your zoning and pull your permits, you go out and you... Um, clear the land and then you dig your footings and then from the footings you figure out your pad and your your foundations and you you put in where your lines are gonna go uh, your plumbing and your electrical so before you pour the concrete you've got everything laid out in there and then you lay the concrete life is really the same thing and so all I've done is taken those principles and what I call it is complexity to simplicity so you take the secret for me is to take very complex situations and break them down into simple chunks because complexity is not actionable. What's actionable is simplicity. So to get other people on your team and get them enrolled, it's taking simple chunks of the complex bigger picture and then executing those. And that's what, that's what I believe um, uh, creates success. So um, yeah, I, I totally agree, Ken. I mean, what my experience has been, I, I always call it to get onto the right side of complexity, that simple. You know, we start out, we're simple because we're ignorant. We don't get it. And then you know, we deal with all these complexity. And th those entrepreneurs who can really reduce that complexity you know, to a, a simple process that executes and gets the results. Right.
It's actionable. It's all about actions. There's nothing, nothing in life gets done without an action. And as soon as you can break it down to, you'll notice you take something complex. As soon as you break it down, it automatically turns to an action. As soon as it gets down to a simple enough chunk, it's already an action. But any time it isn't an action, it's too complex. And so I call it complexity, simplicity, actionable equals success. So, um, and I, it's in my essay number seven, which is the importance of flow. Yeah, and we'll go, we're going to go over resources. I've just put it up on the screen so they can see it, the formula, if you're on the video side. And if you're not, you know, you can simply go to asnation.com. We're going to have all the links of everything Ken and I mentioned during this so that, you know, the resource. And I, I got to tell you, his essays, um, I just kept, I kept on getting blown away with so many things that you're doing, Ken, because you've taken it to the high level. And I, I want to go, one of the things that I, I'm sitting there with you, and uh, you're the first guy. I'm around a lot of healthy individuals, but you're the first guy with coconut oil on the table. Uh-huh. And tell, tell me a little bit of why health and fitness is so important to you, and, uh, you know, both personal and professional. Well, I think, you know, uh, how I got into this technology company, this situation is I did a talk um, in early 07. I made my large goal October 13th, 2006. And then I got invited to talk to about 150 entrepreneurs. And uh, my talk was on confidence. And so, you know, there's a few things I do and it's covered off in the essays. Um, one of them is is health and fitness. And so, um, you know, why specifically coconut oil? Well, that's a subset of health. And, uh, you know, getting the right amount of exercise on a regular basis builds a lot of confidence for me. Partly because I'm doing it and partly because I make it just part of my lifestyle. And the other is healthful eating. I mean, my energy, I'm 54 and I have better energy than I do. I've always had high energy and I have better energy than I did when I was 18, 20, 30. And, you know, I found for my body type and for my world, sort of the perfect formula of what just gives me, I have the same energy at 5 a.m. when I wake up, 5.30 roughly in that time frame. I have the same energy at 7, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night as I do when I wake up in the morning. And um, so eating well, eating healthy food, um, you know, I don't eat very seldom do I eat simple carbs. I, I use coconut oil to stay in what's called ketosis, and um, um, I found that it's an amazing medium-chain triglyceride that you know releases ketones into my bloodstream, and I really notice that on a daily basis. In fact, funny enough, before this call, um, I hadn't taken my, my coconut oil, my four tablespoons, so I just had it with a cup of tea, and I actually, one of the rare days that I forget, I was going, hmm, I forgot something today. <laughs> so I just took it about an hour well, the ago. The power of rituals and really yeah. focusing on health and nutrition yeah. is just so important. I want to encourage everyone. I, I've, I'm, I'm newer to that than you are. And uh, it's made a huge difference in my life already. And I can just see, you know, having that extra energy and being able to maintain the energy level for, you know, being fully engaged. It's just, it, it's, a, it's a game changer. Well, I was in a race last Thursday. I was in a race where I was in a, um, a trophy truck. Uh, I started the race at about uh, 1 o'clock, 1 p.m., and I got out at 3 o'clock in the morning. And my, because of the coconut oil, because of the nutrition, my focus 
was very close to the same as it was one o'clock the day before. And um, so I was in there for 14 hours, you know, with 850 horsepower and the Baja 1000. And uh, we had a couple of complications with got us behind. But my co-driver was eating carbohydrates, was eating some sort of goopy, sugary crap, um, you know, um, sports drinks with high fructose corn. And I could watch his brain crash, constantly crash and be out of focus to the point where I couldn't use them for a few hours as my co-driver. I had to drive my own data on my own screen at high speed and I, he, was, he was too far behind me. So I was a, it was really a, uh, a monumental moment for me because I could watch one type of healthy eating and I could watch the traditional diet and I could just see how the brain was coming in and out of focus. And um, uh, so it was really fun to see that juxtaposition of the two uh, eating uh, styles. And I would encourage everyone to spend some time understanding that. But let me, let me go to the next segment here. Please. And this is the app of the day. And I think you shared with me one that you like a lot. And what was that? The Well, audible.com is, you know, I'm, I, um, I don't get a lot of time to read books. I love reading, but I, by the time I finish my emails and all my business reading and so forth, and I, I learn a lot from books, very, very powerful. Um, so I, I have a goal to read a book a week. And I do it through audible.com, and it's, a, it's my favorite app. I get up early in the morning, throw my gear on. It's my time. Take my dogs, go to the golf course, do a run, do a workout, and just listen to a good book. Yeah, I've, I found that to be, you know, other than aesnation.com, uh, the uh, uh, Audible, and I, I use that a lot. I love during workout to have the, you know, the headset on. Yeah, the and- and it the is, podcasts are fantastic as well, of course. I mean, those yeah. are another fantastic uh, learning yeah, tool. Yeah, we've got so much. You know, we, we talk about we need lifelong learning, and they're so readily available. Let me go to Book of the Day. And here you had already mentioned, I'm going to just put it up on the screen so we have the record of it, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. By and, Joseph Murphy. Yeah, and tell me why you like, I'm not familiar with this book. Okay. Well, it's a it's a book that really trains you how to how to program how to program your subconscious mind, and you know right when you're going to sleep, right when you're waking up, and uh, very powerful. And it's it's uh, I I read it for the first time when I was 13 years old, and I saw it immediately affect my world. I wanted something, I programmed my mind, I stayed on it, and you know within a few months I had whatever it is that I was looking and seeking. And uh, so I do it every day. I mean, when I go to sleep, I'm programming uh, my mind. Um, I, have a, I have out of that book since I was 13, I have a little, um, you know, sort of little sentence. And it says that the uh, infinite power of my subconscious mind will make me even more healthy, wealthy, and wise. And so I literally will, when I woke up this morning, I'll literally go through health. 11% body fat, and I'll literally visualize myself at a higher level of health than I am today. And my wealth, I'll go through my goals, my wealth, and then, um, you know, wise being my, my wisdom and, you know, how I'm growing that and the goals there and visualizing that. So I spend five, 10 minutes right when I'm waking up and right when I go to bed, falling asleep with that, with that. Yeah, mantra. and it's, it's made a huge difference. One of the things that I, I want to, 
uh, bring up as the next section is all about resources. And I got to tell you, uh, Ken, I, I've worked with a lot of successful entrepreneurs, and you know, you're you're really focused on you know making a big dent in the universe. And uh, not that many of them, though, take time to kind of write their, you know, what I'm going to call essays. And I'm going to put it up, but for those of you who are listening. You know, the link is a little long, so you know, go to asnation.com. We'll have the link under the uh, uh, Ken interview. And I got to tell you, you got to read these. Ken, I, I, you know, I mean, you took all this time to do the master essays. And, you know, I mean, I, I was reading it on a flight and I just, you know, that was where I knew I had to have you join me. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about both the reason why you did these essays and what they're there. And, and uh, for everybody that, you know, again, we're going to have the link there on AESNation.com so you can download this as well. So, so John, the, the reason that I did that is, you know, it, it, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise an injection system like our system for our trucks. And so my job is to harness people's and companies' capabilities together and harness those and, and leverage that opportunity. And so really what the essays do is the essays give a cultural, they give a, uh, a sense of who we are and how we operate, and it, it, it creates instant alignment or not for, you know, depending who and how we're working together. And so I think it's just an opportunity, you know, I think it's good karma, make a difference for people. And um, it also lets people align with each other. And I think the most important thing, I think the number one app that's missing in the marketplace, I just don't have time for it, is everybody downloads their goals. And then what occurs is it's like a bump app where the goals start to line up and people can start to see where their wagons hitch together. Mm -hmm. And really, that's my job at the end of the day is to is to understand capability and harness those. And the other is to align um, uh, with with companies and other people's goals so that there's a very powerful outcome. And that's what the essays, I think, achieve is for people, um, you know, to be able to see what those things may be and stretch mark them. It's a it's a calling forward at the same time for people to, you know, just get some other distinctions they may not have and vice versa they'll share some with me that i've never thought of well no this has been really a great interview let me kind of bring it all together here ken on the um key takeaways i'm taking away right. know, the, the the thought you know and i mean this is for everyone i mean they you know ken uh, you're you're an inspiration you're making a huge difference i want to go over three key takeaways that are coming i mean number one is Design your life on purpose. And I say that a lot, but Ken took it a little farther. Design your life on purpose so that you're not affected by business cycles. And I think this is one that uh, many of us have thought about but didn't take the conscious action. And Ken has done that. Second is have a high level of confidence so that you can attract the capabilities, uh, those large capabilities. And what I was so amazed with Ken, you know, he put the flag in the ground. He made the commitment first because he had the confidence in that commitment that he would figure it out with the team that he had and the team that he would assemble. So many of us wait until we know how to do something to do it. And that's not, you're, you're not going to attract the capabilities. So you need that. Then the third part is really 
don't ignore your health. I see so many entrepreneurs who aren't able to really lead great life or in business for not more business, but for a great life. And that will help you have the energy to really make that different. Ken, I want to thank you. I mean, you know, the, our, I mean, these insights now, it's up to us to put them into action. Our clients, our future clients, they're counting on us. I wish you all the best of success. Thank you. Thanks for your time and thanks for the invitation. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.